0: Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? Doing good? Doing awake? Got some coffee this morning? Yeah? Some good banana bread or whatever other treats are out there. It's pretty good. Well, I am Stephen. I am the uh, student ministries pastor here at New Song, and I got some exciting things to tell you guys about this week. Um, First, we have this Wednesday... There's, we've been having the small groups all summer long, which have been kind of talking about this Summer of Love series. And this Wednesday, we will actually have our finale of the small groups um, for the summer. And we're going to be having a potluck. So this will be the community night, and all are welcome. So not just those who came to the, to the uh, small groups, but anybody who'd like to come and bring something to share, a dish that can probably feed about 12 people, uh, it would be great to see you guys, and it's a good time. We're also going to have the students there and being involved, and so kind of the whole community coming together to have a little potluck as the, as the fall kicks off, and it's going to be a good time. So be there. It is at 6.30 this Wednesday, right out here in the courtyard. Another awesome thing coming up is tonight, there's going to be a men's gathering at 5 p.m., at the Glendora marketplace. So if you're a guy, if you're 13 or older, so even even some of my guys raise your hand if you're one of the one of the students, 13 or older. All right, I see like Joel, you're you're older, right? No? All right. Well, Mason, you should be there. We got some we got a good time planning. I think they're going to have some food. There's a lot of different food you can get and there's maybe some games I heard bringing some some table games to play. So, if you're a guy, make sure you come because it's going to be a good time of fellowship, connecting, chatting, eating some good food, and make sure you're there. Uh, Next Sunday will be Soup Sunday. So, this is the first, we do this every single month. The first Sunday of the month is Soup Sunday. And basically, that's the the week where you show up, we all have name tags, so if you don't know each other, you get to know each other real quick, because we got some name tags. And then at the end, don't go get lunch anywhere, just stick around here, and we'll have tons of different soups in the back, where you can eat soup, you can bring a soup, does anybody have like their favorite recipe of soup? Anybody? Family recipe of soup? Okay, there's like three of you. I know more of you guys have a family recipe of soup. (laughs) I have a family recipe of soup. So if you have that, bring it in a crock pot, and you can share it with everybody else. Uh, It's a good time to be together in fellowship and community. Um, Here at New Song, as it says on the wall over here, this is our vision. This is our heart. This is what we're striving for, to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, to follow Jesus, love people, and do good. And that's really the heart behind everything we do, whether it's summer events or fall events or coming up on Thanksgiving or Christmas, And all these things are only possible with your guys' support. Whether being here, being a part of it, volunteering, or even giving financially. And so if you feel moved to to give, if you feel like the Lord's put that on your heart, you can do that online. There's also envelopes in the back of the seats that you're able to um, give that way. Also if it's your first time, there's a connection card in the back of the seat and a prayer card. So all three of those you can fill out or or give, and there's a box in the back that you can put those in. But we're really happy everyone's here, and uh, Melody's coming up to interrupt me.
1: I am. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Speaking of prayer, our our youth pastor, Stephen Menzies, and his lovely fiance, Jessica, can I invite you up here, are getting married. They're getting married on October 3rd, and this is the last Sunday we have you guys here until you become the Mr. and the Mrs., right? I'm going to just stand between them right now. Not yet. Mm -mm. (laughs) Hold on tight. Um, So we just want to pray for them. They're still going to be at community night, so you can wish them well that night if you like, but we are just going to pray for them tonight as those last-minute details come together or fall apart. And um, would you just ex- extend a hand if you are comfortable with that, and let's pray for them this morning, all right? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for Stephen. Thank you for Jessica. Thank you for um, just this partnership that you are forming, Lord. I pray that as they, um, oh, as they enter the last few days, uh, that you would calm their hearts, that you would calm their minds, Lord, that they would just receive unexpected um, encouragement, unexpected blessings. Um, Lord, there's so many things involved, family, friends, people who make everything about them. Lord, please help them. Help them um, with your grace and your endurance, Lord. Help them look to you. Help them look to each other, God. God, would you bless them. and would you just be in these first days as they um, celebrate what a wonderful, what a wonderful event this is. In Jesus' name I pray and ask. Amen. 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 Yeah? All right. Thank you. I'm excited. I got all jittery when I was talking about it. Maybe because I'm, I'm nervous for you guys. So take a, take a breath take a sip of water. Here we go. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Nice weather. Yeah. Uh, We are still missing Grant and Rana and Kira and Ethan is, of course, with them. And um, they are flying home at the end of the week this week. So hopefully next week we have them together with us. And so uh, I encourage you to just be praying for them this week as uh, they you know, say their final, see their friends, say their final goodbyes for now, um, and just pray for them as they wrap up their trip. Let's pray for them now, and let's start our gathering here. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time that Grant and I have had uh, together, Lord, uh, with Kira and Ethan and um, Jeanette and Nori, Grant's parents and uh, Scott and their nieces and their nephews, Lord. Lord, I just uh, pray that as they wrap up their trip, Lord, that they would also just uh, feel the unexpected blessing of peace and um, patience and all the things, Lord. You know everything. You are right there in the middle of them, Lord. Lord, I ask that as they, um, as they get ready to come home, Lord, that you, would, uh, that you would just provide meaningful moments for them, God meaningful moments that they are able to um, breathe in and just take in the moment and, um, and be present in what they are doing, Lord. Thank you for their family, Lord, what a gift they are to us, and I pray this in your name. Amen. 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 All right, so do we have any Dodger fans in the room? Yeah? Boo. What's, what's the other team? Oh, Angels. I'm just kidding. I did that on purpose. (laughs) Uh, Anyone else? Anyone here like a fan of a random team? Like, oh, but we're not on, we're not on, is that football? That's football. Yes, Kathy. Go Bills. bills. Okay. Um, Now you just can't confuse me. I like, someone's going to say Lakers in a second. Okay. So Dodgers, let's talk about them. Um, This week, our family for the first time, got to go to a Dodger game. Now, yeah, how fun, right? So uh, I had not been since uh, pre-getting married. The last time I was actually there was on a date, not with my husband. It was before I met Chris, so it had been 20-so years for me. Chris hadn't been since he was a kid, um, and our kids had never been we just, you know, but when our kids were little, they were just too little, just too wild. And now that they're like, you know, people enough to take them places, right? So now we go places. My older daughter's like, not me, mom. I've always been cool. Um, Well, we got to go to this uh, Dodger game on Tuesday night, and it was such a special night. Such a special night. Now, the attendance that evening was about 42,000 people plus. Now, if you guys don't know Brian Keeley, you should really get to know Brian Keeley because I have never been so impressed with him until Tuesday night when I was like, you are in charge of the security of all of these people. That is crazy. And he was, he was all deck to the nines with all his stuff. So why don't we give a hand to Brian Keeley for... <clears throat> He is actually not here today. His representatives are, Kate Keeley and the Rosalind and Arias over there. Um, but he uh, he came and he checked in with us and made sure we were good and gave us all the facts on security at the Dodgers Stadium. It was very interesting. Um, but anyway, so that night we're in our seats and we're, um, we're walking around and we passed the amazing food vendors and... Um, we we quickly got into the spirit of things. We got into the spirit of things. So if you've been to a game, a baseball game, whatever it is, there's like things that happen, right? So there's clapping that happens. You wanna do it with me? Ready? Right? It's pretty easy, right? What's the other one? Let's go Dodgers! Let's go! Come on, you're set, of your fans, right? And of course, the seventh inning stretch. Can you finish this with me? Because it's root, root. Oh, oh, I started on the wrong. No, no, no. No, we're not doing the whole song. Because it's... No, I'm doing it wrong. For the Dodgers, if they don't win, it's a shame. Ready? Because it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball. Well, so there's things that like suck you into the night where you're like, yeah, the wave, the beach balls, everything just sucks you into this like special night. It was so refreshing for our family because we were part of this huge community of people and huge just um, spirit of the night. We immediately became part of the camaraderie, part part of the fandom that exists there. And it very much reminded me of our community here. Now, you know, um, we sing together, right? Sometimes we sing loud. Uh, we sit together. We say hello. We encourage one another. Sometimes we randomly cheer, right? Hallelujah. Amen. Right? There's even a chime going on somewhere in the, in the crowd. I've heard it. I think it's some person's like, ding, amen to what I just said or Grant says or whoever. There's a chime out there somewhere. I'm going to figure it out. Um, but... It was so uh, refreshing, and it really, really reminded me of what our community is here sometimes. And this morning, as we look into the final factor of Jesus loves me, this I know for my community tells me so, I'm so thankful for this place, Amen? amen? Everyone here today, and that is what scripture calls us to do, right? In Matthew 18, it said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. In Hebrews it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. I love this. This is the Bible being spicy, right? As is the habit of some, right? <laughs> but gathering to encourage each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And, and like we said, you know, we're community, we're here, God will be here also. Last week's sermon we talked about the resurrection and what Jesus said after that amazing day. And today we're talking about basically the command that Jesus gave before he, after he ascended to the Father, when he said, "Hey, I'm leaving you in charge. Go, go and make disciples. Go and spread the word. Go, go be fishers of men." And these verses um, were instructions to the first community of believers. So, from Bible times to present day, believers have rallied together, encouraged, cared for, and loved one another. And I see that here in this community in many, many ways. I see it in the courtyard. I saw it this morning when you guys are asking each other how you're doing, right? When you're asking each other maybe follow-up questions of, hey, how was that interview? How was how's the job going? Hey, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for that. I see care for each other when I see Ken. Where's Ken? I see Ken wait for Linda in the parking lot so he can help her down with her walker. And I see Grace, Grace, you are just an amazing friend to not just Linda, but everyone around you with your patience and your love for people. I love seeing our community come together, especially on a Sunday morning where they bake delicious bread. (laughs) That was my breakfast. Tracy came today. What a paint of community. She handed me a piece. And I said, Tracy, this is my breakfast. She cared for me in that way. Those don't show up, by the way, they're, they're a part of a rotation, so if you'd like to be part of that, please let us know and we will make you a part of that. Uh, last Sunday, I had three people, three people come up to me, it was either their second time or first time or whatever it was, and they said, you know what, this church feels super, super welcoming, uh, I'm so glad I'm here, this already feels like church, this already feels like my church. And I thought, wow, this is so great. And I know that there's so many things about, you know, this community that just go unseen a lot of times too, right? The coffee, that doesn't also magically show up. There's someone who's behind it. Kate, uh, not Kate, Kate cleans up the coffee with Brian. But Monica comes in in um, in the week and she sets up the coffee so it can be ready to go for Sunday morning the teachers in the classrooms, the teams that set up the morning for us, open the umbrellas, put up the easy ups, all the things, right? Do you see it? Do you see the care and love that, that your community has for each other? And I can go on and on and on about the many things that happened, the, the band and the tech who get here at the crack of dawn. And I promise you, there's so much that I didn't even mention. And if you call this place your home, you know, you know that uh, there's so much that goes on outside of these walls that make up this community. And I think we are a community who tells the community around us that we love them. I think we are a community. We are living 100% into that um, mission statement that we have there, that we want to be first transformed by the Holy Spirit, follow people, love Jesus, do good. We want to do small things with great love. And I believe we do that. The pantry, yesterday, 53 cars. That pantry that, we, that distributes, that doesn't exist without a massive team of people. The pickup teams, the admin teams, the, whatever, the, the distribution teams, the, however people are involved. And I know each and every one of you are. I know who you are because I'm involved in it. Um, so there's so much that goes on behind the pantry. The garden that literally and figuratively pulls people in to cultivate food and relationships. You like what I did there? <laughs> cultivate food and relationships. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> um, the weekly Coffee Connect where we provide coffee for, and coffee and Gatorade and water. Okay. Um, we provide that for the for the students across the street with a consistent message of we're here for you. This is a safe place. This last Wednesday, Nancy and I were standing here by the ice. She was serving ice up. I was just standing there looking, looking official. But a parent got down and said to me, "You know what? I'm I'm actually a parent of you know kids that come here, but uh, I've started to pray for you guys." I've started to pray for you guys, for the ministry, for the students. There's so much involved outside of these walls. And I could go on and on, on and on of the many things I say about this community and how this community tells each other, tells me, tells you how much we love each other. And I could end the sermon right now, and we'd all go to brunch, and that would be it. And we'd all feel really happy wow, my community tells me so. It surely does. But I would like to talk about another aspect of the Dodger game that we experienced that night. So we were probably the only people not fully decked out in Dodger gear. Everyone had a T-shirt, everyone had a, a hat, a jersey, a blah, 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 blah. And we just showed up in, you know, whatever, street clothes, I guess. Only one who had something was Kaylee right there. She had her uh, Dodger hat that um, actually Brian Keeley came and gave some of the youth group girls when we uh, when we returned home from summer camp. He had a bag of hats for the girls. Um, but we were definitely not dressed, not dressed at all for you know the re- like the rest of the crowd. There was another point during the game that uh, a Detroit. Player was walking off the field and everyone starts cheering and I'm like, why are we cheering for the other team right now? Why are we cheering? Well, I didn't know that this guy, Miguel Cabrera, who plays for the Detroit Tigers, it was his last, I guess he's retiring or something, so everyone was cheering for him coming off the field. So we didn't know and I asked the guy next to me and he eventually explained it to me. Um, so, you know, we didn't know. Another thing that... that you know, kind of made us feel a little bit, you know, either funny or frustrated or whatever, is that my friend who plays up here, the electric guitar, Justin, who's in the back, he said, Melody, you gotta go get the Dole Whip. Get the Dole Whip, get the Dodger Dole Whip. And he told me where it was, and he told me where to find it. And so, he, so I said, come on, kids, let's go get Dole Whip. Well, I went to where I thought he said, and it wasn't there. And then we went to another place where I was like, maybe he said this place, it wasn't there. So we asked around and, and there was, we didn't find the Dole Whip. So we finally got regular soft serve, which was still fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we sit back down, not but two seconds later, the guys in front of us sit down with their Dole Whip. <laughs> and I was like, is there a secret tunnel? Like, do you need a code to get in one of these doors? Because I did not find the Dole Whip. So just like I said at the beginning, I said the camaraderie and the cheering and all the spirit in the the air made us feel like a part of the community. The other aspect, all these things I just mentioned, at times we definitely felt like the outsiders. We felt like the outsiders, like we didn't know what was going on and why this community was working the way it was working. And we felt a little bit on the outside. And that also reminded me of what it feels like in here sometimes. (gasps) No? Dun, dun, dun. There might be times when we do not feel like part of the camaraderie here. We do not feel like part of the community here. We just, we feel like we're left out in different ways. Maybe we've shown up, you know, but no one really talks to us. No one really, you know, we smile. And to be fair, maybe we don't talk either, to be fair. I once caught a visitor outside and I said, Hey, what's your name? blah, 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 blah. And she said to me, You know what? Uh, I sat in my chair for a few minutes after service and I was desperate for someone to talk to me. I was desperate, I was thinking, please someone talk to me, please someone talk to me, please someone talk to me. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm so sorry about that, but did you happen to say hello? I mean, because I'm pretty sure someone would have stopped, but this person was so put off by the fact that no one greeted them, she didn't come back. She didn't come back. I'm not saying this happens all the time, but it does happen. Sometimes we don't feel like part of the community because maybe we've missed a Sunday here or there. And we don't get the joke that Melody is making about last week or we don't know why Grant is referencing so-and-so thing. That happens, yeah? Yeah, yeah? We don't really know why Melody can't stand kazoos, but there's a story there. If you know, you know, right? But if you don't know, you don't know, right? So it's both and. And just like I have seen so much encouragement and care, I have also seen conflict and disregard at times. And it's less common, it's less frequent, but it does happen. If you are a first-time visitor today, please come back. We are not all jerks, okay? (laughs) I promise we are not jerks, but this does exist. This does exist in any form of community, right? Maybe in your family right? Maybe in your friends, maybe at school, maybe you missed, you know, lunch last Friday or whatever. You don't know what happened at the, are they still called pep rallies? Anyone? Yeah, Yeah? sort of. Um, But whatever, this happens in communities where maybe we missed out on a few things because we weren't there. And so now we feel like, well, I, I have no idea what's going on. It happens in workplaces. I'm not just talking about about New Song here, it's just a fact that this does happen in community where there's people, there's personalities, right? And ideas. And for whatever reason, sometimes those things clash, right? Sometimes those things clash and we might feel left out. We might feel isolated in the very place we call community. Yes? Yes. And I have to stand up here and acknowledge that that does happen in churches everywhere, by the way. Everywhere. And even here at New Song sometimes. I can't remember if this is Grant's quote or or he heard it or I heard it, but we've said it many times in here. And we've said, you know, the problem with churches is that there's people in it, including you and me. (laughs) That's the problem with churches. And some of us, some of us say or do or act sometimes in ways that can be offensive, that can annoy us, that can hurt us, and can make people not want to come back. And just like I gave you examples of the way we show love, and I said, Ken waits for Linda, and, and you know Tracy gave me a piece of bread, there have been moments in here that have been caused by comments or disregard there's been there's been people who have been hurt over comments or actions over language and culture I'm not talking about like 10 years ago new song I'm talking about two weeks ago new song there's been hurt that's been caused about language and culture there's been hurt caused by differences between politics and this side and that side so again Jesus loves me, this I know because my community tells me so. Well, not 100% of the time. Not 100% of the time because sometimes my community hurts me. And I'm so sorry when that happens. I'm so sorry when that happens. So where do we go now that I've made us all sad? <laughs> what do we do with this? Well, I'm going to say let's look at the facts. This is what I do with friends, with someone perhaps I'm having a conversation with. Let's look at the facts. We have a beautiful community with people who help each other, love each other, encourage each other. Amen to that? We also have a community where conflict and hard things happen sometimes. Amen to that? Yes. Yes. But what binds our community together... What binds our community together is the common denominator here. What's the common denominator? Nope. I'm getting there. But what's the common denominator in the beautiful and the conflict? It's community. We have a community. In the hard and in the beautiful, we have a community. And what binds all of this together is our love for Jesus and his love for us. And Jesus came into a world that is beautiful and broken and all of these things exist together. They come together. Jesus shows up time and time again and he tells us, you know what? People are messy and they make mistakes. As I said last week, the disciples who lived and breathed with Jesus were the first ones not to get it most of the time. They were the first ones not to get it. You have a disciple who wouldn't believe in in the words coming out of his Savior's mouth until he saw it with his own eyes. You have Peter who denied knowing Jesus three times. And Jesus knew he was going to do that. You have Judas who sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. A guy he walked arm in arm with. And he got sold out by him. So messy things happen. And And we, the people, were messy and we make mistakes. But Jesus, when it came to community, when it came to community, he bound everyone together because of love. Because of love. And then when it came to people on the outside of his inner circle, so to speak, Jesus showed us time and time again that time and relationships are what is important. Time and relationships. Jesus made time and space. Here, let's read Matthew 14. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As the evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can get their own food, right? And Jesus said, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Later on in the passage, it says, he directed people to sit down on the grass Taking the five loaves, two fishes, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. All the people were satisfied, and there was leftovers. He created time. He provided. Jesus created a place for the messy, noisy children, especially the children who were getting turned away in Matthew 19, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. Let the children come to me. Do not stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Jesus made time for the people who were overlooked, forgotten, because Jesus didn't see the problem the problem with these people. He didn't, see, he didn't see the leper as a leper, the blind as a blind, the sick as a sick. He didn't see the problem. He saw the person. Amen. He saw the person. In Luke 8, it says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She could find no cure. So 12 years, you can imagine, people are just walking by this woman like, there she is, there she is, there she is. Probably at some point, complete disregard. She reached out her hand and she touched Jesus. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me, for I I felt the healing power go out of me. Now, picture this woman who has probably been made fun of, in all sorts of ways, who's been looked over, disregarded, when the woman realized she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. Not just the people around him, just Jesus and a few of the disciples, the whole crowd, the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Jesus stopped and he gave time and he gave space to this woman in front of the whole crowd. The rest could wait. The rest could wait. Last week I saw some of the messy and the mistakes people in the community here at New Song make. At the same time, in those same instances, I saw time and space and love and grace being extended. I saw folks at small group on Sunday. I saw people rally around someone with love and concern, and they surrounded them with prayer. There were strangers in that group, there was friends in that group, but they band together and they rallied for this person. I saw Stephen here. Where's Steven? Stephen go? Stephen here. I turn around and he's like doing something with a sugar packet under an easy up. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing, Stephen? I don't understand. He was measuring the size of a hole in an easy up so that he could go buy that size screw to fix the easy up. And that's love and care for the community. So we don't have to throw it out and spend some money. He was loving and caring for his community in that way. In the same week that I saw all of this and more, I saw, I saw the difficult part. I had to have a little bit of an awkward conversation with someone. It was really kind of uncomfortable, and I had to approach them on some, some things that had happened, and I needed to talk to them. And I asked permission to share this story twice, just in case you're concerned. And I started this conversation with, you know how much I love you, right? And they said, yes. I said, no, no. Do you know how much I love you? Yes. I asked the third time. And then when I said, well, here's the situation, this person said, you know, I know. I know because a couple other people came and talked to me about it already and how it kind of put them off, so I am aware. And to that, I didn't say, what? Who came to talk to you? I, I didn't say it to that. I said, oh my goodness, that makes me so happy. That makes me so happy because I said, you know what? Not one of those people who came to talk to you came to me. Nobody came to me. I'm coming to you as a pastor because I saw this, because I, I want to talk to you about this. But I'm so happy because this is exactly how it should be. We talk to each other. When things make us uncomfortable, when things make us a little sad or someone's hurt our feelings, maybe that's exactly as it should be. We share moments of camaraderie and joy, but we share moments of awkward and hard. And so, yes, Jesus loves me, this I know, because my community in all it's wonderful, in all it's weird, in all it's awkward, because my community tells me so. Amen to that. I'm going to have the band come back up. There's a book that I love, 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 and it's called Blessed Are the Misfits. Blessed are the Misfits. And I love it because, let me me just read you some of the table of contents here. It said, blessed are those of us who apparently landed on the wrong planet. (laughs) Blessed are the the unfeeling faithful. Faithful. Blessed are those people who can't pray worth a darn. Blessed are the people who read to the last chapter, but still ask the questions. Blessed are the wounded. Blessed are my fellow people on the autism spectrum. Blessed are the imposters. Blessed are the introverts. Blessed are the perpetual struggles. Blessed perpetual strugglers. Blessed are the people who do church anyway. Blessed are the melancholy and depressed. Blessed are those who don't take themselves so seriously. Blessed are the unnoticed. Blessed are the lonely. Blessed are the misfits. And I feel like there could be a chapter in here for each one of us. Blessed is Melody because she's a little weird. I'm blah, 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 blah. Blessed is Chris, because he has this really bad habit of blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, I feel like we could each have a chapter in this book. I feel like we could have so many more chapters in this book. The first line reads like this. If American church makes perfect sense to you and you fit in seamlessly, don't read this. Seriously, return it before you spill something on this book and can't get a re- full refund because this book is for the rest of us. I'm the rest of us, right? And that's what, you know, sometimes Grant and I sit and we talk and we're like, you know, it's so funny, like something weird happened and something weirder happened and we're like, man, this is like only at new song, right? And I love that. I'm weirdly proud of it because I feel like this is the place where, where there's no real filter, there's no, you know, you don't have to come here and pretend. Why? You don't have to come here and pretend. He goes on to talk about his, uh, <clears throat> excuse us, our deep desire for something more. And what happens when the community of church doesn't really doesn't really see it the same way. He talks about how different or misfit or we can, we can feel and we can act and how many times we indeed get overlooked because we don't fit the mold of having it all together. And the deep desire we have is Jesus because that's what binds us and calls us together. He says in, in, in here, he says, you see, Jesus went up to the mountainside. He sat down with his odd assortment of followers and he told what the kingdom of God was really like and it didn't look at all what they expected. It was better. It included them. And <clears throat> church, I have to tell you that You know, we say this a lot in staff meeting. We say we can't make 100% of the people 100% happy 100% of the time. You can't do it. You can't do it. But you also don't leave. You don't give up. You don't say, oh, well. So I will ask you this. As we grab our communion, as we grab our communion, I'll be up here with Stephen, Chris in the back. As we grab our communion, I would like you to consider. I would like you to consider, hey, I'm part of this community. Do I feel seen? Do I feel loved? Do I feel heard? If the answers to any of those questions are, oh, not totally... I haven't really plugged in. I don't know. I know like one person, maybe two. If the answer is a struggle for you in any of those questions, do I feel seen, do I feel loved, do I feel heard? I would ask you to pray. Pray about that. God, what, what do you want me to do in this community? Talk to me about that. Talk to Stephen about that. Talk to Grant about that. Talk to Chris about that. There's so much to do around here. <laughs> and this isn't a, you know, I'm gonna give you a things of to-do. It's, I want, I want to do this with you. We want to do this together. There's no way in the world we can serve 53 cars at a pantry distribution without a massive team of people. There's no way that food gets there without an entire pickup team. There's no way Sunday starts without things getting rolled out or rolled up or whatever it is. Hey, can you, can you, whatever it is, pray about it. I'm not going to give you all the ways you can get involved. It's not Volunteer Sunday. This is Community Sunday. This is your community. Get to it. Get to it. If there's something also that maybe you've done that you're thinking, oh, maybe what I said came off as a little weird because I saw that person's face. Maybe you hurt someone's feelings. Pray about it because maybe you need to say sorry. If your feelings were hurt, don't be like the visitor that walked away because no one talked to her. Speak up. Say, you know what, Melody, you said this and we can talk about it more than likely I will have to say I'm sorry so pray about it pray about this community if you're here it's because you believe you believe in the mission you believe in the things on the wall it's because you feel a connection here but pray about it pray about, pray about Lord am I seen, am I loved, am I heard and Lord help me see help me love, help me listen Yes? Grab your communion, let's pray about it, and we'll take it all together in a moment. How does Jesus bind us together? Community. Community. But also, did he come for just this side of the room, not that side of the room, or vice versa? He came for each and every one of us. And did he say to this side of the room, I will be with you always, only with them sometimes? No. He said, I will be with you always. Take this bread. But you know what's interesting? He didn't say to Peter, Peter, here, you take this, and I'll do, I'll do someone else tomorrow. And then he did it again with someone else the next day. He did it around the table together with his friends, with his family with those he loved. And this is why we take this together. So we can remember, we are not alone, number one, because Christ died for us. Let's take the bread. We are, we are not alone, number two, because he's, he's, he shed his blood for us. alone. Number three, because we have each other. Because we have each other. Let me tell you, some of you may have great friends and great family around, whatever it is. But I have found great love and great family here. of Christ's love are we called to love each other but he said, he also said go out yes go out from from where you are go out unto the world and something that I told that same mom that stopped and chatted with me about the Coffee Connect I said you know our goal here at New Song is that if we were to disappear tomorrow that our community would feel it and I said you know what I feel like it would. I feel like we're making a difference in our community that they would know if we went missing tomorrow. And that's the call. A group of a bunch of misfits that we are, right? Write your own creative title for your own chapter to go out and lift high the banner of the cross. Amen to that? And to not just lift high the banner of the cross, but to say, hey, listen, I'm super screwed up, too. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all, I don't understand all of it. But I love Jesus. I know he loves you, too. Jesus is everywhere, yes? And Jesus is with you and me wherever we go. And we are called to share that good news, not just with each other, but to everyone. We're going to sing a song right now that says we lift high the banner of the cross because Jesus is in the bars, he's in in the orphans, he's in the widows, he's in the towers, he's in the money. Jesus is everywhere. And I believe that Jesus is here in the community, in the hard and the wonderful, the common denominators we have each other. and We have that love that binds us together. Will you sing this this morning? Let's stand up and sing this morning.